Okay, let's move on as we continue on this Sunday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly. And uh, Dr. Cole, uh, this is great. We've got a great guest uh, on the line with us. Uh, You, of course, Dr. Cole, are the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls. And right now we're going to break on Dr. Uh, R.J. Williams. He is the medical director, head team physician for the Brooklyn Nets and also the New York Red Bulls of Major League Soccer, also the head team physician for USA Basketball and the Iona College Department of Athletics. So kind of some nice asymmetry here, Dr. Cohen, a gentleman that you go back a long way with, right? Riley and I were uh, uh, residents together and uh, have sort of had uh, very similar paths and interests professionally and uh, our uh, most importantly friends and colleagues and uh, he's, uh, he's, 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 a, he's a great doctor and a great guy and uh, I'm really glad that he had a, the, is, he's agreed to join us this morning and um, I, it'll be really interesting to hear what's going on in New York maybe in comparison to what we're seeing in, in Chicago as well. So Riley, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And again, I'll just reiterate, I think, Brian, you and I did our our first uh, night on call together. And I just remember feeling wholly <laughs> inadequate after the weekend was over. So thank you for lighting the fire into me <laughs> at the beginning. It wasn't easy, but it worked out great for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dr. Cole, take me back to those days with uh, with Dr. Williams and what that was like for you guys. Uh, you were younger surgeons, obviously. And, and what's changed? And uh, you remember any specific cases or anything that, that you know, in comparison to how they would be treated? these days? Well, I would just, you know, I'll reflect back to a, you know, a case that sort of got me interested in cartilage and it was at Special Surgery, where Riley, where is in, which is in New York and where Riley's on staff there. And um, at that time, Steve, we would take, you know, we would have individuals who would have cartilage problems, you know, that they would start to lose cartilage in their joints, couldn't participate in sports. And we would simply put a camera in and sort of shave things up and clean it up. And a ton has happened since then. So I'd love to just throw it back to Riley. You know, when you think back to those days as residents, Riley, we were pretty helpless. We would, we didn't really have a lot in an armamentarium to make people feel better. And whatever we did maybe would sort of temporize it. Think back, fast forward. What do you think about that same patient? What do you do now when we, compared to what we just didn't have available, you know, 23, 23 years ago? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I agree. I, I just think of it, Brian, and, 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 we all romance our youth a little bit. I just thought of it as a really like intellectually stimulating kind of magical time because we didn't have the internet, right? So informational exchange was, was not as free and fluid. And let's face it, we were being told at the time to kind of do bad surgery. The diagnostics were bad. I mean, right now MRIs helps, help helps us to, to treatment plan. And back then you didn't really have that. So, uh, I, I think both of us were sort of lucky. Uh, Carlage, in particular, as a subspecialty, really started when we were both in training in the 90s with the, uh, uh, you know, ACI procedure. And I think, you know, that, that phenomenon, the interest at the time that, that we could somehow do better is what really, at least I, I see as very parallel, quite frankly. Certainly, I think, pushed us to into that direction as well as a, a love of sports and want to be sports medicine physicians, right? Totally, like crucial economically for our athletes to be able to continue to play, right? And we, we see ourselves now helping guys uh, stay economically viable later into their careers. 
Ken, visiting with Dr. Riley Williams, orthopedic surgeon at the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York, also the head team physician for the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Red Bulls of Major League Soccer. I'm Steve Cash with Dr. Brian Cole, and Dr. Cole and Dr. Williams worked together uh, more than 20 years ago. So let me take you both back, uh, gentlemen, again, when you first uh, did different things with cartilage repair, and, and now you have um, different material to work with. And... Uh, uh, you know, human tissue in that. And what, what is that like, Dr. Williams, compared to what you what you had previous before the cartilage transplant? Uh, uh. Yeah, well, you know, um, the, the main thing was, you know, we didn't have a big uh, ability to plan. So surgeons were, were sort of handcuffed a little bit. And there was a procedure back then that was very popular, the microfracture procedure, which was really being practiced by all of the the big sports medicine names at the time, John Bergfeld, Dick Stedman, uh, Russ Warren and such. And, and we were lucky to have trained with uh, uh, a bunch of those guys. And, and the long and short of it is when I started practice, um, I just found the, the, the results of that procedure uh, left me wanting. My, my clinics were in general unhappy places. And right around that time, there was a company, I believe, called Cryolife, which was able to uh, commercialize uh, the transplantation of whole tissue or, or osteochondroallografts, which I know, Brian, I'd love to hear your perspective. It really changed my life in terms of uh, patient satisfaction and happiness all around. It was like really eye-opening for me to, to do a surgery and then within a matter of weeks and months have patients be happy with me because that's certainly... Uh, prior to my personal use of those those donor allograft tissue, that certainly wasn't the case. I would agree. I think things of you know we we've we've sort of had different philosophies over the over the years about how we decide and when when do you put your first and best foot forward. Uh, and these are things I've actually you know even learned from you over the years that I think that. Um, it takes, you know, Steve. One of the, the 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 advantages of being at sort of an academic institution where, you know, you you we practice, we can actually collect outcomes and data, we can look at things very critically. And there's what you sort of believe based upon what you think you're seeing, and then what's really happening when you have the opportunity to look at things objectively. And as as Riley was pointing out, probably the most reliable solution we have now to treat someone who fails sort of the simple stuff um, when they want a definitive solution is is a cartilage transplant, is using a fresh graft. And the company he talked about was this cryolife where they used to sort of cryopreserve grafts. And now the grafts that we use are just are really fresh grafts. These are, as we've talked about many times, these are donated tissues that are kept prolonged in a prolonged cold environment that it's not like an emergency, like a heart transplant, but we have 24 to 28 days and sometimes longer, depending upon who we use, to actually get the graph in place. But the take home is that what we know now, we really didn't know then. And I think we're far better uh, because we've taken a very critical look at uh, how we can make good decisions for our patients. And, and that's where data, like you, know, you always hear how data is king. This is where data in our, in our lives really makes a difference because there's things we think and we believe. And then when you start to look at the data and look at it honestly uh, and, 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 and challenge yourself, you start, to, you start to really see that we can make what we call evidence-based decisions and not just based on our gut uh, or what we think we saw over the last few years. And that's a really important thing to sort of acknowledge. We change what we do on a pretty regular basis based upon science and not, not necessarily just perception. Again, visiting with Dr. Riley Williams, orthopedic surgeon at the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York, also head team physician with the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Red Bulls Major League so- Soccer and also 
basketball, a head team position for USA Basketball. So let's turn to basketball then, Dr. Williams. Um, what are some of the most common injuries you're seeing uh, in, in basketball? I'm sure very similar to what Dr. Cole sees. You know, I mean, it really, you know, Steve, you're talking about the pro level. I think our, our current conversation is very germane. Um, you see a lot of wear and tear uh, issues in, in players, certainly, uh, you know, I'd say mid to the, to the late uh, in their 20s. And uh, oftentimes you're sort of faced with the decision that you, that you try to uh, do a big reconstruction that you know is going to take, you know, months to years to get better from, or can you kind of, uh, you know, kind of, you know, manage them along, if you will. Um, I just want to hop back a little bit. You know, Brian talked about data. Uh, and it, it's, Brian, I'm going to tell you, this sounds like a mutual admiration club, but we had no prospective registries when you and I started practice. And now you look around the country, it's fairly standard uh, to have, you know, prospective uh, longitudinal studies in and around these procedures we do to help drive uh, decision-making, which is a, uh, is, is largely assumed now, and and it, it's just it's just nice to, to to be here, you know, chatting with you about it, and sort of reflecting on how far we've come. In that vein, Steve, uh, and I love Brian to hear your 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 thoughts on it. I think we're at a similar inflection point with the biologics, right? Because you know, I'd say ten years ago, I was all about these grafts, right, doing these transplants and, and transplanting cartilage. I was a man and doing these surgeries, and now with the biologics, I find myself kind of rethinking uh, these larger reconstructions, especially in these elite basketball players who who are, are so dependent upon a, a quick return to sport with regards to their efficacy, you know, in terms of maximizing their college years and or eventually being professionals. Brian, well, Brian where are you at with, with the biologics? Is it kind of part well, of your I, mean, I, yeah, I think would. Yeah, sorry, I think you're right. I think what we've realized is that we, uh, all of us are trying to do the least amount necessary to get an athlete back to play, especially because some of these things have particularly long timelines. So biologics, ways to sort of trick our bodies to feel better, really in essence what we're trying to do is, is get people to feel better and sometimes it doesn't take a stick of dynamite, and you can do it with things that are lesser. So, uh, you know, we're both, you know, very accustomed to trying various things. There's not, there's nothing we do, Steve, we talked about that sort of regenerates things by just providing an injection. But there are lots of things we do to actually can eliminate or reduce pain and improve function. And athletes kind of learn that they can actually play in pain to a certain degree. So using things like platelet-rich plasma, which we've talked about before, and maybe uh, a source of stem cells which provide growth factors, not necessarily regenerate, like bone marrow and fat and so forth, all of that's become mainstay in how we treat things. So that's been a big addition to the, the things that surgeons love to always, used to always love to talk about, which is, you know, fixing something and using a, you know, you, you know, cutting, fixing, pounding, and 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 so forth. There's a lot of other things now that add this sort of finesse that we can help our athletes, and it doesn't necessarily always require surgery, or it can be used as an adjunct to surgery to make surgery better. And Dr. Williams, while we have you on the line, uh, as we close out our segment here, um, in our segment before having you on here on this Sunday morning, we talked a little bit about Kevin Durant and the torn Achilles. Is is that injury, in your opinion, one of the most difficult to uh, come back from? Well, I think, uh, I mean, listen, anecdotally, uh, yes, in terms of the the little bit of literature that's out there, I think it's proven that there there is an effect on athleticism, explosiveness, speed, et cetera. Um, yeah, it's just hard not to, right? I mean, especially in the game of basketball, 
uh, you talk about wing players, uh, you know, sort of one through four on the on the uh, on the on the floor. Uh, so much of the modern game is predicated on creating space and getting by guys, and undoubtedly you do lose a little bit of that uh, sort of ability to eccentrically load the tendon because all your whole body weight goes to the tendon and more. So. Uh, uh, listen, it'll it'll be an interesting uh, exercise this season to see uh, how our guy does. I mean, he looks great, uh, you know, up to the minute. Definitely, I think, uh, uh, benefited from the kind of extended uh, period of rehabilitation. But, but you know what? It's a big question mark. I don't think we have a whole lot of data-driven uh, analysis to, to really let us know, you know, kind of who, who uh, in terms of height, size, position, age, all that stuff, like who's going to do well and who's not going to do well. Okay, great stuff. Uh, Dr. Riley Williams, uh, orthopedic surgeon, the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York, also the medical director, head team doctor for the Brooklyn Nets, the New York Red Bulls of Major League Soccer and USA Basketball. Thanks so much, uh, Doc, for joining us here and uh, reliving your uh, days working with uh, my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole. It's great to have you on. Dr. Cole, we call him he's James Brown. He's the hardest working man in orthopedics, man. Keep it going. <laughs> I'm just here yeah. to learn, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks Thank so you. much. Okay, we're going to take a break here on Sports Medicine Weekly. When we come back, it's one of our staples of the show, Ask the Doctor segment, giving our listeners the chance to have Dr. Cole address their specific sports injury issues. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly only on 670 The Score.